0: Romans chapter 5 is our passage of scripture this morning. We're going to read verses 1 through 11 as we focus on our Emmanuel, God with us, series for Advent. And this message this Sunday is entitled, Hope. Hope. So Romans chapter 5, 1 through 11, let's read God's word together. It's so good to see you, church. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings because Almighty God, we thank you so much for the hope that we have because of Christ. And this morning, I pray that you would kindle fresh hope in all of our hearts. Thank you for Marcy's testimony and the way you have saved her by your grace. Thank you for the way you have saved me by your amazing grace. And thank you for the way you have saved all of those in this room who have repented of their sins and trusted in Jesus. We are just so grateful for the hope that we have living in our heart, and you put it there, and we just want to give you all the glory for it, and as we reflect and ponder the incarnation and you, Lord, coming down into this dark, fallen world to rescue dark, fallen sinners, we just thank you so much for being a God who does such a thing. We are so grateful and amazed, and we love you. Increase our passion and our devotion to you through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, this this passage here where Romans 5, 1 kind of begins, therefore, it kind of flows out from the late uh, part of Romans chapter 4, where it says in verse 23, but the words that was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead, Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. In other words, Jesus was delivered up for our trespasses and he was raised from the dead for our justification. If you are a Christian in this room, Christ has indeed been delivered up for your trespasses, and your trespasses stand against you no longer because Christ's sacrifice has atoned for all of your transgressions. Amen? And the good news also is is that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead for our justification. So not only did God take care of forgiving our sin problem, he also declared us perfectly righteous in Christ for everyone who believes. And so one of the things that happens here in Romans 5 is is the Apostle Paul begins to talk about the hope that exists because God has done this marvelous work in the incarnation and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He says this, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith. Into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I was thinking about hope and um, just hope is anticipating good in the midst of what seems bad. Anticipating good in the midst of what seems bad. We can anticipate good in the midst of what seems even hopeless because of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And that's what this message is all about here. I'm going to really just focus in on this main point that hope looks to a bright future. Hope looks to a bright future, a future that has been secured by Christ's advent. Hope looks to a bright future, a future that has been secured by Christ's advent, his first coming, when he took on flesh and was born as a baby, the son of Mary, to deliver us from our sins. We have hope that can now look to a bright future because that future has been secured by Christ's advent. Um, There's three grounds really that are are given here for our hope. One is past, one is present, and one is future here in Romans 5, 1 and 2. And I just want to look at the, the past grounds, the present grounds, and also the future grounds of our hope. Look here in verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, this is the past grounds for our hope that we can rejoice in hope this morning It's because of something that's been accomplished in the past. Jesus took on flesh and he became a baby, but he came to do and accomplish a work for us. And that work is to fulfill all righteousness on our behalf. Jesus was sinless throughout his earthly life and not only was he sinless but he fulfilled all righteousness and that righteousness accomplished our justification and the grounds for it and that has already happened i love the the phraseology here in romans 5:1 that since we have been justified by faith the fact that we have been justified is meant to give you hope as you kind of look at the past and what has been accomplished by christ because This has already been achieved. Jesus on the cross pronounced, it is finished. Let that fuel your heart, believer, with fresh hope this morning. As you ponder what Christ has already accomplished, we have been justified by faith. You know, it's an amazing thought to think of this. When we stand before the Lord on the day of judgment, I know we've talked about this before, but we are going to be aware of the holiness of God and also the sinfulness of our sin more than any other point in our existence at that moment. And we are going to realize in that moment, those of us who are believers, that we are forgiven of all of our trespasses, but we're also clothed with the garments of salvation, as Isaiah talks about. We're going to be clothed with the declared righteousness of Christ over our lives, the white robes of righteousness draped over us, and God the Father is going to look upon that and see that we have been declared righteous in Christ, and therefore we have access to be able to enjoy Him forever. I heard one Christian say that we will never be more justified before God than we are right now as Christians. Oh, that's a ground for hope. You are covered right now by the righteousness of Christ, believer, in the same exact way that you will be on the day of judgment. There won't be one ounce of righteousness more that you'll be credited with in order for you to bear the holiness of God and stand before him on that day. You have it all in totality right now through faith in Jesus Christ. Is that not good news? And is that not great cause for hope in our hearts? We can anticipate good in the midst of what seems very bad and very bleak because of what God has done for us in Christ. Secondly, there's a present grounds for hope that's mentioned here in 1 and 2. We've been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because we have been justified by faith, we now currently have peace with God. And this is due to the reconciliation that the cross has won on our behalf. We've not only been justified, we've also been reconciled to God through what Christ did in coming down to earth and also in dying on the cross for our sins. This this peace with God is an objective peace that's been won. It's been accomplished. It's an, It's important to note it's a distinction from last week we were talking about in Philippians, you may recall that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And we looked last week at that peace, that the peace of God at times, you know, and, and it talks about when we make our requests known to God, the peace of God comes and the, the peace of God comes. And I confess to you last week that the peace of God and the, the feeling of peace can often go up and down for me. In my Christian life. It can often elude me. And some of you I believe can also relate to that. That the the feeling of peace can elude you. Brothers and sisters. Is it not a glorious reality. That because of what God has done for us in Christ. And what he has accomplished. And reconciling us to himself. While we were still sinners. Christ died for us. And reconciled enemies to himself. That because of what he has done in that finished work. It doesn't matter whether we feel peace this morning, we have peace. Peace has been accomplished by our awesome God who was the offended party, but took initiative in the incarnation to send his son lovingly to snatch us up out from the fire and say, no, you're not going to go to hell. I'm winning you to myself and you're going to be mine forever. There is now peace that I've accomplished, that I've won and that I've established ultimately and completely, and that can never be undone. And so if, my friend, if, dear believer, child of God, you find that your experience of feeling peace goes up and down or can elude you, like I talked about last week, I want to let you know I can relate to you with that. But the grounds of our hope this morning is not in our feelings of peace. Brothers and sisters, the grounds of our present hope this morning is that we have peace. Peace has been accomplished. Peace has been established by our awesome God who has won it for us by sending his son down as a baby in a manger to come and rescue us. I love that we sung that song this morning, you alone can rescue. And indeed, God has rescued sinners to himself and has reconciled us To himself, where before we were once enemies. Now those who believe are trans, transformed from children of wrath, as scripture talks about, children of Satan, 1st John talks about. Now we've been adopted as sons and daughters into God's very own family, reconciled to himself justified and declared righteous just as much right now as we will be at the day of judgment. Brothers and sisters, we have peace with God. And we just thank the Lord and praise for the fact that He has accomplished such a thing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You are awesome there's also just this future orientation that uh, the Apostle Paul talks about in Romans 5, 1 and 2. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. and, And in verse 2, it says, through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And again, here's this present reality as well of our hope that there's this grace in which we stand right now. All of us who are Christians have received God's unmerited favor we who were once sinners now are on the receiving end of God's unmerited favor because he has chosen us in Christ from before the foundations of the world and as we stand in grace we have hope as we have peace with God we have hope as we have been justified by faith we have hope and the apostle Paul closes verse 2 and says and we rejoice in hope Of the glory of God. There's a a future orientation here. We rejoice right now in the present as we look to the future. And we can look to the future with hope. Because we know that our future is going to be bright. Because we are going to enter in to the days where our faith will become sight. And now we see as in a mirror dimly, Scripture says. But then, brothers and sisters, we shall see face to face. We're going to see our Savior and Lord face to face, be able to worship Him face to face. And Oh, brothers and sisters, it's going to be an awesome day. And a day that we can look forward to right now. This future orientation is, is that because of all that God has done in sending His Son down to earth in the Incarnation, we've been justified by faith. We have peace with God now. Through him also we we stand right now presently in grace and we also have this future orientation, this hope of the glory of God because God has done it all. He has paid it all and he has secured forever this bright future that we can look forward to. He's secured it. It is secure. Do you believe that over your life right now? We've been talking a lot lately about the assurance of salvation. And one of the burdens John and I have as your pastors. For those of you who have believed, we want you to be assured that if you were to die tonight, you would be absolutely certain that you would go to heaven and spend eternity with Christ. You can have that assurance. If you turn to the Lord in repentance and in faith and say, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross. I believe that Christ died on the cross for my sins. Father, forgive me. You will be forgiven. Your sins will be removed as far away from you as mine have been. Removed far away from me. As far as the east is from the west, you will be washed. You will be cleansed. You'll be declared righteous. That peace with God. The Ephesians chapter 2 says the far away ones have been brought near by the blood of Christ in Ephesians 2.12. I love that verse. Cbieter was one of the faraway ones that God has brought near. And now once we were at war, God has now reconciled me to himself. He has, he has quelled the rebellion in me. And now I am a joyful child of God and the rebellion has come to an end. And I'm now in great, great love with Jesus. And it's only growing every day. We want you to be secure in the love of God. Of God and in the favor of God over your life, beloved. And that comes as you look at these verses and trust with all your heart that God has indeed done what He says He's done and has accomplished what He said He's accomplished over your life. You are forgiven. You are justified. There is peace now where there was once war. There is no longer any wrath against you. That wrath has been satisfied by his son on the cross. Do you believe it? Trust in him with all your heart and Holy Spirit minister afresh to your people this morning. Fresh assurance of salvation that there would be joy in your house this morning. Hope looks to a bright future a future that has been secured by Christ's advent. You know, one of my favorite passages dealing with hope and the hope of the incarnation is first quoted in Isaiah chapter 9 and it's also quoted in Matthew chapter 4. When it talks about in Matthew chapter 4 where Jesus first begins his ministry, Matthew writes that Isaiah's prophecy in Isaiah 9, was fulfilled when Jesus began His ministry. And the Word of God says this in verse 16 of Matthew chapter 4. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region in the shadow of death, on them, on you. Light has dawned. I love that imagery of a light dawning and growing and growing and growing until the full light of day. God has put hope in your heart, beloved, and it cannot be taken away from you. It's only going to grow and grow through the days of our wilderness wanderings here on this fallen earth. But one day, very soon, all of our hopes will become the realities that we long for. Our faith will become sight. And we'll be able to enjoy forever and see him in all of his glory. That day is coming faster than we're aware of it. Let us prepare our hearts for it. Let us turn from our sins and repentance and turn to fresh faith in Christ and lay hold of him and make him the the first priority. Let us, as Matthew 6.33 says, let us seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you, because God has stepped down into the darkness in order to save those of us who were dwelling in the shadow of death and in order that a light would dawn in our hearts. On August 5th, 2010, some of you may remember this story, there was a mine in Chile that collapsed and 33 miners were trapped 2,300 feet under the earth for 69 days. So from August 5th to October 13th, these miners in Chile were trapped. After the state-owned mining company, Coldeco. Cold took over rescue efforts from the mine owners, exploratory boreholes were drilled because what happened was that there was a rock that was larger in mass than a skyscraper collapsed and completely pinned the miners down. There was no way to get to them, even through other efforts. And they realized that the only way that rescue would be possible would be from boreholes being drilled. And they began the drilling. And after 17 days after the accident, a note was found taped to a drill bit that was pulled back to the surface, and in English it read, we are well in the shelter, the 33 of us. These 33 miners were trapped. They had scant provisions. They were in the darkness and in the dust but there were three separate drilling rig teams and nearly every Chilean government ministry and the United States, NASA, Space Agency got involved and a dozen corporations from around the world cooperating in this awesome rescue mission. At times, while the rescue was underway, the miners battled hopelessness. As the dust settled, And they realized they were trapped. One miner said he realized now how a caged animal feels. Completely dependent on the hand from outside the cage that feeds it. And so surviving on meager rations of food and and dirty water. In the midst of this ordeal, drill shafts made their way down and broke through. But the men heard the drilling. And that gave them hope. And when the hole broke through, that additionally gave them hope. But the first hole that broke through broke through 17 days after the mine collapsed. And they were expecting that deliverance was going to happen right away. But the, the rescuers basically just told them that we're going to be able to get scant supplies down through the shaft. But, but it would be a long time before they would be able to be rescued out from the depths of being 2,300 feet underground. And so the men feared in the darkness, and the men faced hopelessness and despair. At times, some of them battled it greatly, and it took a toll on them greatly. Even after years, some of them still suffered, but they took turns, these men did, uplifting one another when the other one was despairing. There were actually pictures captured of the men while they were still in the mine, before the larger holes were drilled. They were trapped in. And and significant heat because of the depth that they were in. They were dirty and there was darkness all around them and dust in their faces. And you could see these pictures if you go online. But they they were given hope that they might in fact be rescued. So in the midst of their bleak condition, the hope of rescue gave them power to endure. And so it is with us. The team of American drillers, you guys will love this from Lane Christensen Company, and specialized down-the-hole drilling hammers from Center Rock Incorporated of Berlin, Pennsylvania. Go, Pennsylvania. Center Rock's president and personnel from DSI Chile were present on site for the 33 days of drilling, and while the SRAM rig built by privately held SRAM Incorporated of Westchester, Pennsylvania, was already on the ground in Chile at the time that the mine collapsed. Additional drilling equipment was flown from the United States to Chile by UPS. The percussion technology hammer drill can drill at more than 40 meters or 130 feet a day by using four hammers instead of only one. And the SRAM T-130 was directed to bore toward the workshop, a space that was accessible by the miners. The T-130 became operational on the 5th of September, and it worked in three stages. First, it needed to enlarge the 5.5-inch hole that first met the miners, and they had to expand that to 12 inches. But that wasn't it. Then they needed to drill the 12-inch hole into a twenty hole, 28-inch hole. And they realized that the torque would be so high and it put the drill bits under so much pressure that they feared that they wouldn't hold up. They kept reusing the same hole, but there was still added pressure on the drill. And delays occurred because of issues with the neck on the drills caused by the angle of the drilling. They couldn't go straight down. They had to kind of go down from the side because of the nature of the collapse. And the rescuers also had to avoid drilling into the production tunnels that wind above the shelter. So there were so many obstacles that the one driller said, this is a difficult hole, it's curved and it's deep. The hard rock has proven to be abrasive and it has worn out the steel of the drill. But all those obstacles aside, eventually a tube that could hold a man was sent down in the 28-inch hole that was bore. so that the men could be hoisted out one at a time. There was a neat note to this story that before the men came up, a man was sent down, a rescuer. And on the 13th of October... The men, one by one, were winched to the surface one at a time in a specially built capsule as an estimated one billion people worldwide watched. And the gratefulness to be rescued was felt by the miners and their families as tears were shed and sweet reunions took place. You can see some of these reunions on video online. The miners were drawn up from the depths at great cost and by great effort and sacrifice. Men who were in darkness were able to walk anew in the light of life. Hope of rescue went up and down all through that time. But rescue was achieved for them. They did not do it themselves. And there's not one minor who has come out, and they've all came out alive. Who testifies, yeah, I I took care of that on my own. They realized that they were rescued completely. The incarnation of Christ is like this. Once man fell into sin... We were all trapped in the mine of this fallen world. And there was no hope of rescue unless God himself did something about it. No drill bit of man could ever have reached the depths needed to draw us up out from the depths of our iniquity and our sin, brothers and sisters. Satan had us dead to rights, imprisoned, trapped, and there was no way out. Satan was rejoicing, watching us starving on the meager rations in this fallen world, choking in the dust as the men were in the mine, reveling in our hopelessness and we, as we despaired in the dark. But God, but God drilled down to save us through the incarnation of Christ. God himself took on flesh to come and rescue us. Before men could come up, come up, To heaven Before any of us could come up to heaven, a man needed to be sent from heaven down to earth. He has been promised in the Old Testament. And it was like we down in the darkness could hear the sound of the drills as we look back on Old Testament prophecy that that hope was on its way. And then the small drill bit breaks through and the promise was made that a rescue would be coming. And that the people living in darkness would see a great light. But that it wasn't going to be easy. And we would still need to wait for it. But then, at just the right perfect time, God broke through in the sending of his son. And he bore down deep into the darkness and raised us to the light, reconciling us to himself. And like the steel drill bit was worn down, reaching those depths, our merciful God was worn down. Jesus Christ, the son of God was worn down, my friends, all the way down to death. He was worn down to the bone, down to death in order to raise us to the life and to raise us up into the light and to give us the ability this morning to rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And as miners pulled out from the depths of the earth were amazed and were grateful beyond words to be saved and delivered, filled with adoration, one man was described by the news. How much more, Christ Community Church, should we who have been drawn up from the pit, we who have been drawn up from the miry depths, the deep darkness, that wouldn't only have described this life, but would have marked forever, the eternal life to come in the depths of hell where we all deserve to go as sinners. How much more, Christ community, should we as Christians be moved to adoration and expressive and passionate worship with no shame at all about the glory of God and this awesome God who would do such a thing to praise the God who saves like this at the cost of His own Son? How much more should we marvel and how much more should we worship when we think, that even if we had been the only one trapped down in the mine, he still would have come. So great is his personal love for you. But he did it. (laughs) He did it. He did it. Christ has come. The people living in darkness have indeed seen a great light. And we have been rescued out from the depths, brothers and sisters. Aren't you so thankful that God has done this for our lives? Thank you, Lord. Oh, unbeliever, you who are still doubting and on the fence as to whether or not you want to trust in Christ and join in with us on this great adventure called the Christian life and whether or not you want to repent and believe. I just want to say this to you. How insane would it have been for the last miner down in the mine to look and see the tube come down for the last time in the midst of the darkness and to say, you know what? I prefer to stay down here. Meager rations, filthy water, darkness and dust and despair. But Satan tries his best to paint a mirage that this fallen world is this beautiful oasis. And that down here is like heaven on earth. No, brothers and sisters, it's dark. It's dank. There's meager rations and God has sent his son down to deliver you up out from it, to bring you into eternal joys. Let the blinders be taken off of this fallen, wicked world. Open your eyes and see that there's no hope down here and put your trust in Jesus. Listen, my friend, get in the tube. Get in the tube right now. There's a day coming when it will not be there any longer and it will be withdrawn from us. Teens, those of you who are still doubting and wrestling whether you want to give your full heart to God. Adults here who have been here in our midst and who are still wondering, do I want to give my heart to Christ? Because if I give my heart to Christ, I might lose some pleasures down here in the mine. Oh no. Christ is going to deliver you out into joys and light and beauty that you've not seen. It's an insanity to stay down in the mine. As Christ is saying right now, here, get in. I'm going to rescue you. Please, unbeliever, cry out to him and repent and believe while there's still time. God has had mercy on this sinner and he will have mercy on you. You can bring all of your wickedness and your shame to the foot of the cross like I have done and have it all forgiven and washed as white as snow right now. He stands willing and ready to forgive you. He stands willing and ready to receive and reconcile you to himself. Don't delay any longer. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Please get in the tube. God, have mercy on me. Pray, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I trust in Christ alone. And you will go home to your house justified. This afternoon, my friend, and we in the church, as well as the angels in heaven, will be rejoicing at what God had done in your life today. Unbeliever, cry out to God even right now from where you're at. And if you have, in fact, repented and believed, and maybe today for the first time, tell one of your loved ones about it. Tell one of us about it, but please don't delay. You don't know how long that shaft is going to be opened up. When Christ comes back, it's all over and there'll be no second chances once you're in hell. And you will forever regret this moment when you had an opportunity to bow the knee to Christ. But instead you said, no, I wanted to stay down in the mind for some pleasure that remained down in the darkness. No, there in his right hand. There are pleasures forevermore in heaven. Leave the mind behind and come up with us to the light. And God will rescue you as he's rescued this sinner. He will have mercy on you as he's had mercy on me. Dear, beloved Christian, my brothers, my sisters, child of God. Remember that every one of you here have been snatched off from the darkest of depths. Remember your salvation story and you have been brought Safely up into the life of eternal life. Saved from the wrath that you deserve for your sins and wickedness. And instead of being crushed in the dust and experiencing the pain of being forsaken in the darkness, Christ was crushed in the dust of death. Christ experienced the pain that I deserve. For my sin, Christ experienced the wrath that my sins deserved. And your sins deserved. And so, oh, Christ community, our lives should be overflowing with adoration and worship every day, like a man coming up fresh out of the mine with dust on his face, but he doesn't care that the cameras are on him. He's just like, Thank you, God, I'm alive. That's the heart that we should have every Sunday when we come in here to worship the Lord because we have been rescued. And may God use us to minister this hope to others. Remember as you're facing all that you're facing right now to rejoice in hope. You can anticipate good in the midst of what seems bad right now. Because God's taking care of this. He's got everything else in our lives. He's got it. He's got it. You don't have to fear. He's got every detail. And loves you and cares about you more than you can ever imagine. As though we still await our final elevation. (laughs) Into eternal life in heaven. Where we will see the glory of God face to face when we look into the face of Christ. And we will indeed see him as he is. Take heart this morning, dear brothers and sisters. Take heart and have hope. Because the people living in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region of the shadow of death, on them. A light has dawned. Emmanuel. God with us. Has come down. Into the darkness. To rescue us out of it. Isn't he awesome? I want to worship don't you? Let's all stand Tom. Why don't you come up. Let That song we did. You alone can rescue. Let, let's just let God have it. Let's let Jesus have it for how awesome he is. He has done marvelous things in our lives. Let's turn to him in repentance and in faith and give our hearts fully to him. And let us worship him as those who have just been delivered out from the mind. and we thank you enough for drawing us out from the depths Lord and setting our feet upon a rock thank you so much for delivering us out of the darkness that would have been eternal darkness in hell to save us so that we might forever enjoy the light of the glory of God in the face of Christ we love you Lord We can't thank you enough for being a God that's this good. Fill all of our hearts with fresh hope this morning. In you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He's awesome, isn't he? Thank you, Jesus.